far as being fair and being a real evaluator of talent, I think CJ greater than CK. Because if wow. you think about the talent that CK has on the station, it's the junkies, it's and, Chad and Dukes, it's, and it's Grant Paulson. And the, but those are guys that were basically, I mean, they're guys that were already there. He's inherited those guys. You know what I mean? He didn't yeah. go out and grab them. Uh, CJ is switching the entire, you know, makeup. He's putting Andy and, and Zay back together. He's putting Sheehan, Sheehan yeah. with, with Cooley in the morning. Yeah. And that that morning show, I'm going to tell you right now, that morning show will, will get some listeners from well, it's, it, 106.7. It, I'll, 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 tell you, I'll tell you right now, and the junkies aren't going to want to hear this. And, and, you know, and I'm going to ask Jason sure about this next, next time I see him. But uh, they're going to have some issues come football season. Uh, because I'm with Rich Cooley and uh, Kevin Sheehan will pull some numbers once we get into August That's and once we get into once we get into September. Yep. And, and I agree. I mean, see, I think CJ is a talented guy. He's been in, he's been working in this area uh, or in this in this area yet yeah, the DMV for probably close to 20 years. You know, he worked for the Redskins. He worked for 980. He he's done a lot of different things. He's kind of been a jack of all trades. And, you know, I don't want to we don't want to drop any dimes on him. But if if I, I forget who 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 was doing the show the night he came in, was it you, Rich or yeah, me and you? It was me and you. OK, well, you remember I, what he told I, us I, when we were leaving about yes. how he got fired over at JFK? Yeah, I was getting ready to say pretty pretty. He, he told a really good story about, you know, CK and his people skills. Yeah. And yeah, the way, Mike about it too. He yeah, the way Mike he well handled too. his his uh, firing. So I would say that uh, Siege probably has a little bit of a personal vendetta, uh, which is probably justified. Yeah. But I, I do, you know, I love the junkie. I mean, dude, I turn that show on. I'm up at 5.45 every morning and I listen to them for almost four hours on most days. But, you know, I'm not an idiot. And I think they are going to, they're going to feel the pinch uh, come football season, especially. Hey, well, yeah. can, speaking of that and speaking of talent and speaking of this, I can't think of anybody else that I could bring on. And I know we don't, we're not Dave Richard. You know, you don't put the S on there. We're not Dave Richard, but we've had Dave Richard on the show. The guy that's going to join us is a spectacular get. I could not believe we got him right before the caps. Um, John, Did you have De to go through his agent? I did, and his agent said it's okay. It's Chip Gaines is his agent, if you're into uh, Fixer Upper, our boy. John Day Pompa. John from Mechanicsville joins the program. Hello, John. Hey, fellas. How you doing this oh, evening? Oh, the energy is there. That's what I like to hear. Um, so John is here, going to join us, and you heard us. You got us in the back end of Yak's rant about the junks this morning. We want your take. You're a P1 of all things, especially of Big O and Dukes. I know that... You're, I don't know if you're a Horde member, but you're you're definitely somebody that um, partakes that kind of um, that podcast. And I know that you're a big Junks guy as well, being a superstar that you are. What was your take this morning on the JP Chad um, situation? It was funny. That uh, that was an interesting. And yeah, you are correct. I am a I am a big on Dukes fan, just like Rich Turpin, right? Um, no, not at all. all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, to be totally blunt, and honest with you guys, I love the Junks. I love the Junks forever. I think Big on Dukes is my favorite radio program of all time. Yeah. Love the chemistry between those three, uh, Chad. They just the com the comedy, the uh, comedic timing. There, I just love that podcast. Big fan. Been buying Reloaded since yeah. they started doing it. That's all right. Uh, but it, they'll never listen. I'm a bit of a uh, Duke's Mark, so I, I was a little biased. But honestly, that was a weird, uh, weird bit because I know it started out with Duke's. I could tell that it started out as kind of just hamming it up. I mean, he's a one man show for five, four or five hours. You got to yeah. find something to talk about. 
So I could tell that, but it just it kept straddling this line. I kept going back and forth between like it seemed like it was in jest, and then it would get real real, and then it would be like kind of in jest, and then it would get real real again. And at the end, it got kind of real real. And I think Duke took offense to JP bringing up him knocking him out for like the four hundredth time. Talked about uh, 15, that all the time. And then Duke said, "What have you done? What have you done in fifteen years?" And that was a little 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 like I said, that was a little uncomfortable. Well, yeah. he he said, and and, and I agree, uh, John. But I, I mean, I just think that. It, the bit to me sound sounded a little contrived, and you know I, I didn't think what I listened to the tape. The junkies played the tape. I didn't think what JP said was a big deal. Uh, I hear you when when uh, you say Dukes has to come up with st- stuff to say. I can't imagine doing a four and a half or five hour show by myself. I did not like Chad Dukes and Lavar Arrington whatsoever. It was annoying as hell. Well, that was. Yeah, yeah, but I, I'll I'll give Chad this. His show is much better with him by himself. I think he is a talented guy. He knows how to drive a show, and he and he you know he's got the gift to gab. But he did say some things to JP at the end that I thought were were a little disrespectful. You know, you, you've been in the, you've been in radio for twenty years, and you still don't know how to do blah 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 or whatever he said. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, that's why I asked John. I don't know if you heard us would be while you were listening to us ramble a bit before we came you on. Our producer was a little bad in the green room. Um, we, I said, is it a work? Mm-hmm. Is there a way that this is kind of Chad's way? You see, you've heard him cross promote a little bit. Do you think this is a way maybe for him to? I mean, it's not like CBS is. It's a, you know, CBS is killing it. Let's just say the radio side of it. Um, could it be a work, especially that he knows how tight he is with CK? Well, I think it started that way, but I think JP's so in, infuriating with his people skill. Like he just you love he's him so too. condescending. He's I, I don't even think I don't even think it mean he means to be, but he's just so condescending with the way he responds. So I think it's like I said, I think it started it's got a little bit of a work, just Duke's coming yeah. up with something, but it, like I said, it just it, it turned real really quick. And it was pretty awkward actually. And it will be on the big O'Duke show. The end. Don't you think it'll definitely be uh I would so, imagine talked about on the big O'Duke show, imagine. So right? when do they <laughs> When do they record that show and when do they play it? Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesdays, they record two shows on Tuesday. They record a free show and then the Reloaded show, which and the Reloaded goes up Wednesday, and then the, the Thursday night. So. It, and they charge for the Reloaded get a, get a show? Stuff? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. yeah, it's a subscription. They have yearly, monthly, or buy episodes uh, subscriptions. Apparently, they're killing it. I'm after, yeah. after we don't need to give them any more. On the air. I think, they're good. They're, they're, they're doing it. No, I'm not. Okay. You, you all, yeah. No, I'm no, with you. I no, no, Lurch, I'm with you. I, listen, John, I'm with you. I listen. I didn't know we had John down. Cahill on the line. <laughs> no, that's what I, that's what I love about John because he 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 eats. Or as Chad would say, he chews both the dirts. He chews on the big O side, but he is a big star on the uh, the junkie side of things too. But it was just so let, let, let me ask you guys before we get off this, and because you guys are no, you guys are big big fans of uh, Big O and Dukes. So <laughs> what yes, uh what is the story? Because I. About a month ago, and it wasn't even in direct message. It was just an open uh, conversation I had with Chuck Zapienza. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when did 980 have a contract laid out for for uh, Chad and Oscar? Because 980 was, about... was trying to get them to go head to head against the Junkies. Correct. Yeah, they were trying to sign them for morning shows before the Man Cave debacle. Um, it was, you know, I don't know if you pay attention, but Duke's talked about, like, I guess he recently re-upped with CBS radio. So there was, his contract was expiring and he uh-huh. basically had an offer from CBS radio on the table just to keep, to keep doing, uh, Chad Duke's of the world. And then he had an offer from 980, you know, which would be a hard, cause I know Oscar's not a sports guy. So that's always kind of their big struggle until the world turns away from sports talk and goes back to like hot talk or guy talk or whatever you want to call it. 
I think they're always going to struggle to find a place just because Oscar can't, you know, he doesn't know anything about sports. No. Um, and then I also chat, I think Drab is under contract with, with uh, uh, CBS radio. So he wouldn't have been involved. So it didn't sound, it sounded like it was definitely serious conversations, but from what I heard from people that I, you know, friends of mine and stuff that are friends of chat, it, it never really, yeah, all right, you, you broke the code really easily. Um, yeah, JT. Um, I just yeah, guessed, so he, but, he uh, no, but anyway, <laughs> it was never that close. I mean, it was close. I guess it was there. It was, it was a real possibility, but I don't think – I think it's pretty loyal to CK because CK pulled him back from uh, Arizona and brought him to D.C., Big on Dukes, and then he and developed him as, a, uh, as an afternoon show host. So I think he's probably pretty loyal there too. Yep. To touch on what you guys were talking about before, you got to me with CK and CJ, yep. Siege. Uh, conversation. Yeah, we're big Danny Ruye guys here too. So I, if you have something good to say about Danny, <laughs> um, let us know too. No, I, we don't want to say that or anything. Yeah. Again, we're talking to John DePompa. Only thing faster than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not John DePompa. It's no, John I from say, Mechanicsville. I had a zing. Yes, go get, get your zing. In, I always right? I feel uh, like pickle. Well, I was just saying the only thing faster than Usain Bolt is me switching to Tony Kornheiser's show as soon as jumping over. <laughs> I, I'm not a I'm not a Danny and Grant guy. No, I mean, John. John right let's now. have a contest. Let, let's let's see who uh, changes the station faster, me or you. Yeah, I know who tweets pretty about impressive it faster. Ability I have. Yeah, I know who tweets about it faster. It rhymes with Mitch Murpin. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that bit. I don't, what I don't like, what, uh, what do you think has been What do you think has been the biggest problem uh, with the fan in that uh, afternoon drive or the uh, midday? I mean, it, it's been – well, I'm, I'm talking since the inception of, of sports talk on that station. I mean, it has been one disaster after another for five or six years. Because CK's not a talent evaluator. He's not a well, talent find. That's why. Maybe. We already talked but, about it. He's not. I don't know. It just – yeah, I mean, there's no – There's no – the case is. I mean, like I said, I think he, he – you, you could credit him with Chad Dukes. Chad Dukes was doing radio, but he brought him back to D.C. and developed him into a – afternoon show host so I, I think he can find some talent that way and i think grant and daniel are actually pretty talented it's just not my cup of tea i'm not a like i don't i mean i'm not, I'm not really excited to listen to kevin sheehan i don't like straight sports talk where just you know you kind of regurgitate stats and opinion like i, I like I'm a, I'm a jfk guy I like guy talk I like you know that kind of like the podcast type radio that you know what i mean yeah, exactly i like zings nothing but zings for four hours so joni <laughs> on the radio is my favorite thing so, so you I, you know, i'm never gonna like grant and i'm never do you John, you should we... just get a podcast and just call it Zings. Yes. And just talk. Zings. We put it on the network. Don't think we won't. Uh, yeah, and that's the Baltimore Sports Report Network. We'll, we'll host put it. it on. Um, yeah, John from Mechanicsville joining us. Who cares about the dumb sports talk? We're, we're talking about all kinds of stuff. Tonight, the Nats. But, but, but John John is – he he literally – and I'm not making this up. Yeah. I've told him this. Not, I don't have to kiss his ass. Wow. Here we go. I literally <laughs> look forward to, to that call every week yeah. when uh, – when Dave Richard is on. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of pressure, John. I always wonder about that. I listen to that. Is there a lot of pressure for you to come up with a zing? I mean, like, I know you don't write it down. But you probably do. And even I, if he you probably does. Yeah. I would. <laughs> and even if you don't, like, what time uh, so, do you start thinking about it? Yeah, like, usually, when you start and I do have, like, a... Do you have well, a writer's like meeting? I'm, like, this is... This is so geeky. Behind so this, this is great. I will take notes is... on my phone. Like if you know, like if Lurch, like you know, Lurch will bring out something like those Indian girls on a softball team that are terrible, yeah. and I go, right, I'll, you know, I think a little note on my phone because that made me laugh. But uh, there are times when I'm like, I don't have anything, and it's just like, and Drab won't let. I asked Drab, I was like, can we just like stop this? And he won't let it die. He loves it. So it's, you know, it's a little bit of. And then Eb was going through about a three or four week phase where he was just crushing me every time, um, which made you know drew more attention to the lack of things. But sometimes you know they're just. They come, they just come, you know I mean? Sometimes, every once in a while, Valdez 
will text me or something, say, hey, what about this? And I'll, I'll use a couple of his things along the way. But for the most part, they just – I get lucky that they call him. But I can't believe it. I mean, it's like three years going on this. I can't – I mean, I, I can't believe it's still happening, but whatever. My question would be, is Dave, our friend of the show, by the way, we had Dave Richard on before he was Dave Richard on the other show, by the way. He had him on our <laughs> other nub show that, that we folded because we're, we just kill podcasts. We do, Rich, right? Um, and re- wait, real quick, behind, behind the scenes, when we had Dave with us – Remember, and he was yeah. talking about how much how much he loved being on the junks. Yeah. I'll take credit because I got to to Drav and said, Dave wants to come on, get him on. He'll be your your Thursday guy. And lo and behold, like a month later, their new fantasy guru, Dave Richard. So yeah. I, I mm-hmm. feel like I discovered Dave. Yeah. I discovered him. I think CK I like the other guy. What was that. the other guy's name? He just disappeared. Oh, oh, the, uh, well, oh yeah, the guy numbers. that was. Yeah, he yeah he used to love numbers oh, too. What was his name? He's Can he still, like join a monastery or something? We I don't know. I guarantee Lurch. Craig has him on something. Speed Craig, Craig something. Oh yeah. Oh, you're Craig right. Davis. Craig Davis. That's a Craig great Davis. Player. That's it. Nice pull. Eric's brother. Um. All right. So you have you have that. You got the Cap series coming up here, John. You got the Nats going on. The Redskins are picking in the draft. We're definitely going to talk about that. Rich's pants are halfway down to begin into that. But before we get into that, I think and me and me and Yak talk side talk today. It was a random talk on the phone here. I think the Caps Pen series greater than honestly. I'm not listen. I'm about as mediocre on the hockey thing. I, I love it. I'm into it now, but I think greater than the Redskins picking at 20, whatever they're picking at. Am I crazy? Uh, no, I mean playoff Trump off season. That's, I mean that, that goes across the board in any sport. If the Wizards were playing, if the Caps are playing, if the Nats were in the play, I mean playoffs Trump off season. You can't. It, it's not even close. And the Red, obviously the Redskins rule the roost in D.C. But I mean, this is this is what this is what you do the off season for is to make the playoffs. And, you know what I mean? And so play the I, pens. I just don't. I don't even think it's close. Yeah, yeah. No. And, 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 and the NFL and, draft is the biggest non-event in the world. I agree. Yeah, and, and John, for 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 Eb to to really be having that out loud dilemma discussion with himself this morning, and I know Jabby, you haven't you haven't heard heard today's show. I heard that part. But Eric was literally asking the rest of the guy, the junkies. What should I have on the big screen? Oh, God. The draft or the Caps Pens game? I'm like, dude, are you being serious? I mean, well, there's no way, there's no way he's being serious. Number one, because he doesn't know about any other team in Rich, the league. He sounds serious to me. Serious. But you and I both know, actually, all four of us know that he doesn't know any other team besides the Redskins. So why would he care? No, because who the, he, number one, who the Rams take first, who the Browns take eight. He has no, he has no care except for twenty-one when when the Redskins pick rolls Sean around. Taylor. So, well, um, well you, you know, you know what's funny there is the Redskins aren't even going to pick there. They're going nice. to trade back into the second round and they're not going to do anything on Thursday night. I mean, I, right. I and then I'll be bitter because I'll be watching the Caps and I'll be tweeting about it and I'll, yes. and I'll be mad. No, but Rich, you're have the biggest. Twitter's going to be a debacle tomorrow night, by the way. Rich, I mean, you're there's the There's so biggest. much going on Twitter. Game, we'll be able to follow it. And Rich, you're the biggest disaster of a fan there is. I mean, really, you're you're the mark of the biggest mark in the history. You have more fights on Twitter than anybody I've ever seen over a football team. No, I guarantee you will more watch... fights than Muhammad Ali. Yes, yes, Jabby. You yes. will watch the Caps over the Redskins pick. You will go back and forth. Don't get me wrong. You will, but then your main team. No, no, no. Wait. No, no, no. I will watch the Caps game tomorrow a, a thousand percent yes. until it gets to around. The twentieth pick, and then I start keeping an eye on the draft to see, Jason like John Lockett said, Florio, which team they're changing yes. with. He's just gonna you know? break yeah, the news. Yeah, you're right. Early. I'm locking four, like yes. they said, with the two eyes on two different screens at the same time. But no, a thousand percent. There and there's, and I'm probably about a two as far as a hockey fan goes on a scale of one to ten. But I will be watching the Caps tomorrow over the draft. You'll be 100%. you'll be rocking the red too, hundred percent. Oh, I'll be watching. I have one Holpe shirt. Yep. 
Brandon Holpe, as LeVar calls him, and I'll be wearing Brandon Holpe. Hey, what is LeVar doing now? Eating. What? Is this on? He's doing NFL Network with his unwashed hair. Is what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. I don't and probably make, he's making easy six figures. Yes, he's, oh, he's, he's doing well. Um, Such a note. Yeah, I wish he'd get on another motorcycle without a helmet. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we'll get that edited out later. Um, all Why right, John. Yeah, we don't care. Uh, and we yeah. don't have anybody to edit it sure out. Sure, LeVar cares. He's already blocked me again. That's oh, another person that's blocked so, me. So, John, what, what, is your, what was your feeling on the Flyer series? And yeah, what do you expect out of this next one? You know, um, the Flyer series, obviously, nobody could complain about the way it started, especially game three. I mean, you know, 6 1 laughter on the road and just kind of embarrassed. The other team implodes, the fans implode. You know, it, it was the, the writing was on the wall that it was over. But that being said, they change the goalie. Goalie gets hot. I mean, that's buried. That that narrative has buried the cap so many times in the past. Goalie yeah. changes. Goalie gets hot. The series over. So this, I actually found it to be encouraging the fact that they were able to nip that in the bud, so to speak, pretty quickly and went, and went in six. I mean, there's a difference between this Caps team and you know every Caps. Team. Well, first off, I hate the you know the Caps are eight or one in eight versus the Penguins in the playoffs. It's like. How much ice time is Dino Cicerelli going to log tomorrow night? Like, just, yeah. what does that matter? You know what I mean for this team. But that being said, I mean there are there are narratives, there are there are storylines there. But this is different because the Caps were able, on the back of a goalie who's a stud, were able to uh, you know mount you know just stop that in this track, you know stop that momentum. Because that, that that is hockey is a really weird sport of momentum where the goalie gets hot, you start to get mental. The Caps have had a lot of shots, you know they're not getting enough traffic. It's just you know it's, it's like a down downhill you know just a snowball or avalanche rolling downhill. But then Holpe stood there and just stopped it. Gave up five goals in six yeah. games, and two of which were fluky as hell. I mean, one bounced off his own player's skate. The other one was a you know power play blast that he couldn't see. So he basically gave up three legitimate goals in a six-game series. I mean, he's on fire. Um, so, But it's going to be a big cap. I mean, the Penguins are a completely different team than the Flyers. The Penguins are going to be way faster. They're faster than the Flyers, so they're going to test their defense. But the thing about the Penguins is their defense is paper thin. I mean, they have Latang on their top, their top pairing, and then outside, I don't even. I mean, I'm not even sure who like their their third pairing on defense is. And I mean, they just have their their paper thin, so the Caps should be able to take advantage of that and score quite a few goals. And and Flyers have a goalie right now. I can't remember his name, the kid. Um, but I mean, he's played three games in the playoffs. Mason. I mean, we all not know Mason. how that goes. Who's the other dog? It's a uh, Matt M- Mitchell or something, right? Starts with an M. You want to say Ben McDonald, but it's not yes, Ben McDonald. Yes, it's with Ben McDonald. We're talking to uh, John Lachlan from uh, Cap- Capital Sportsnet. <laughs> by the way, John, you put that together pretty well, by the way. I don't know how much research you've done. We've tried to get you on 100 times in a row here, and you just pounded out a bunch of different stats bro, there. And he's a, he's a hockey mark, I mean, bro. fire. That's why we got him on. Yeah. And he's this funny. This is no but, prep. This, this hey, John, I, I would say that, and, no and I'm not – you know, I don't want to be like these. Uh, I mean, I, I generally have a positive outlook on things, and even <laughs> no, seriously, even at three two, I mean, it was creeping in that narrative. And I know, do, do you follow, for example, that Eric Fingerhut? I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. Whoa. Yeah, I do. I do. Okay, and I, terrible you know, name. he's terrible a huge name. deep cut. Yeah, by he, the way, yeah, it's a deep cut. he's a huge Caps fan, and you know, he's he he had a case cut, case sure. of the ass this weekend because the. Washington Post ran with a "Here We Go Again" headline, and and you know I read Tom Tom Lavera wrote an article, Tom. and I have to admit that you know he said something specifically which I agreed, well, I kind of agreed with. Like even on Sunday when I was watching that game in, in the final five minutes, and, and people that don't watch hockey 
I don't even know how, you know, it's hard to explain it, but the final five minutes of that hockey in, in a one-goal a one hockey game in the playoffs, in, in an elimination game or whatever it might be, I don't see how – I don't know even know what parallels that uh, in sport. You know, maybe the bottom of the ninth of a, of a World Series or a playoff game. Yeah. But Lavero's point was if the Caps would have lost game six, he said they should just lock up the Verizon Center – don't let anybody in. Block black out the game on TV and just tell us what the score is at the end. Which, to his point, I know that he's kind of making a funny there. I literally don't know if I could have watched a game seven. Yeah, especially I mean, in I was the Caps sit- building. Dude, I was sitting there on Sunday in those final five minutes in a one nothing game. Just, I mean, your ass is puckered like tenfold tight, and right. it's I don't know. Like I said, I, I I can't think of another sport that does that to me emotionally, um, you know, in a situation like that. Well, the other part, too, real quick, before John John Lachlan gets back in, I was saying Matt Murray, by the way, is the goalie we were thinking of, and I was thinking Tracy Murray and Andy Murray, you throw all your zings in, but I think it's Matt Murray is the the youngster calling in the American Hockey League who's, who's killing it. Yak, I'm with you, bro. And you guys have you guys rock the red way harder than I do. But I'll tell you, on Sunday, you know, bet or not, I was watching that thing, sweating it out because I didn't want to deal with a game seven back at, you know, Verizon Center. And how many times is JP going to tell us what the elimination thing is, John? You know, how many times he give us that record? So, well, the worst part of yeah, that, no. is that is that 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 game would not have been till tonight, mm-hmm. and you would have had three days to of Twitter. Up. In sports talk radio, basically just talking about yeah. the end of the world, and that would have been the worst of it. And that's funny how how big of a difference there is when you win a, game, a series in six games. It doesn't really even sound like it's that close of a series, but it's that. I mean, you're right; it's one goal away from going to Game Seven. You know, so it's, it's crazy how that swing. And you're right; the, the intensity at the end of the hockey game is there's not much like it. Baseball probably carries that same intensity, um, but no, the, the the last five minutes, particularly like the last two minutes when they pull the goalie and it's just chaos. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty crazy, but. Uh, but no, the Caps. Uh, like I said, they hung tough. They have a goalie. They have, they play a little bit different style. They play a little defense, and uh, they have a lot of depth. Man, they have a lot of scoring. So I'm I'm actually optimistic. All right. So but give to me be, your. To be fair, yeah. I thought last. Go ahead. No, no. I was well, to ask be fair, you. last year I thought last year I thought last year was a year. I thought for sure they were going to break through, <laughs> and they were so close last year. I mean, you had a couple. They went to Game Seven in the Round Two, but I mean, I just it just seemed like a, I think it's just trucks, man. It's just a different team. It's a different. It seems like a calmer team. It seems like a team that just plays their system, and, and I, I don't know. I just I have a little bit of confidence there. Penguins are a tough matchup, but I, I, I really, I mean, I'm not trying to just hype up the home team. I think the Caps are going to win this in six games. Are you bullishly optimistic on the Caps? I, I am, I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, feverishly mild. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of another uh, contradictory. Uh, that is the uh, worst. Uh, when I'm bullishly optimistic on Robert. I kind of feel the same way um, on the Caps, too. I do think, I'll say this, the line, me and Yak, and this this show is called Between the Lines, and we're into, we're into gaming and things of that nature there, John. But <clears throat> I really do believe... The Caps minus, uh, I told you, I think it's minus 130, and I think coming the other way, I think Pittsburgh's plus 100. I think the right play is probably, if you're looking for value and you have no dog in the fight, probably the Pens, you know, even money to win the series based on history and the whole different things that you got going on there. But I believe, I'm with you. I think the Caps, you know, homer side, I really do think that they're the better side. I think home ice definitely matters, and I really believe, like, in the end, for the first time, doesn't the Caps have the best goalie left in the tournament? Overall, yeah, I would say so. I mean, the, the kid in uh, Pittsburgh is hot, but it's three games. Right. It's a three game sample size. I mean, you know, what I mean, and, and Flurry could. I mean, he could by all intents purposes be healthy. So you have a bad period, 
or you know, Flurry has a long history of the Penguins. You have a bad period, a bad period and a half by the kid, and Flurry could be back in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, but, you know, and we've seen that before. I mean, Simeon Varlamov had a great um, – that playoff year, and I think it was 2008 when they lost to the Penguins. Yep. He was he was fantastic in games one through six, and then you saw what happened to a young goalie in game seven. I mean, he imploded. That's the reason why they lost the series. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think a sample size. And Braden Holpe is always – he's dancing around these historical numbers in the playoffs. Now, his sample size isn't crazy huge, but it's 30-something starts. I mean, and if you and if you look at his his save percentage, his goals against, all that is always flirting with like historic type numbers. So he's a, he's the real deal. I mean, there's no question about it. He's a legit, you know, stud lockdown goaltender that you can trust. So he's is this? So is this? That. Is this right? So since March first, research the Penguins have lost seven games. Yeah, uh, dude, oh, yeah, they finished on a they're major heater, bro. Monster heater. Wow. They're all but you know who eaters. else did? The Flyers did, too. The Flyers were on yeah. a heater in season taste? as well. Yeah, how'd that taste over there in cheesesteak world? That didn't taste well, it, 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 they The Flyers actually, you know, other than that Game 3 debacle, um, I thought they played a, a really tough series. And, and you know, like I was telling uh, our boy Ben Shore, yeah. you know, it, it is amazing the difference between uh, the regular season and the playoffs. I mean, these guys are just balls out. Uh, you you see more of these guys diving in front of pucks. More uh, OB time. Yeah, you you just don't see that as much mm-hmm. in the regular season, and it's just like I said, it's just uh, it's the best. Yeah, oh, it's great television. It, it really I mean, is, Yak. You know how much I love the tournament, the basketball tournament. You know how much I love baseball, right? And I know Rich. We all love the NFL. I love the NFL more from the gaming standpoint, to be honest with you, because my my team, the Bolts, are never really in the mix, so it's hard for me to to say there's nothing better but <clears throat> for just intensity and pitch by pitch and um line by line when we talk to hockey and things like that is there anything better than playoff hockey and playoff baseball i'm not sure it's out there no well rich will I, tell you I, base football i know i got you um, I no i mean it, i'll argue l- football i'll do that bit and argue football but l- you know, listen there's there's nothing better than the one thing the nfl has done right which is the reason they're screwing up is because they're getting out of structure NFL created this stru- this structure where you wake up on Sunday and you, whatever you do, you go to church. You w- once you get oh, done sure. doing all that, you have this entire day to look forward to the games, and the, then there's a game on Monday, and of course now they've added games on Thursday. Um, but that is in a is in a class by itself, and I still think that is awesome. And I'm with you, Jabby. I think the the tournament uh, March Madness specifically. Uh, the first weekend for me is great. Um, but, you know, I'm not a huge hockey fan. Um, but I don't think, I just told you guys, I don't think there's another sport that compares in terms of the emotions that it causes you to have than hockey. Uh, you know, like 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 John just said, you know, not just the last five minutes, but how about the final two minutes? You know, when uh, the Flyers pulled uh, uh, Nuvi or Nuverth, they pull him with two minutes to go. It, it's like a helter skelter uh, for two minutes, and you know your 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 ass cheeks are tight, and you're you just want you, you can't you, you want to look away, but you can't. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Let's yeah. If I'm being Capitals, honest with you, Rich. If yeah. the Capitals lose, he won't the, care. The, it's game seven. He won't watch one. Are you, do you really care? At the end Rich, of the day, can, can I just tell you something? God's honest truth. Two yes. nights ago. I was watching Blues Blackhawks, and I actually watched almost the entire second period. I fell asleep after that because it was it was it's like ten it o'clock, like o'clock. It is now, way past my bedtime. 
but dude, it, it was it just uh, you know from one end of the rink to the other, nonstop action. It was like two two at the time. So I mean, no, I I, I do passively watch it, uh, even if the Caps aren't playing. Right, but that wasn't the question. If the Nats lose, if the Nats lose the playoffs. He's yeah, you'll get the te- you'll get the text from me immediately, yeah. laughing. If the Nats or the Caps, and you'll be bitter. And the Redskins lose to the Packers, you'll be bitter. If the Caps lose, I mean, you'll be like, oh, man, that sucks. But that's not bitter. gonna ruin your week. I, I I will be bitter, and and I'll and I'll be bitter this year, especially because of the the regular season that they had. All but right. no, I, I mean they're I just you know, believe, are, but it's fine. I mean, it's fine. are they in the same class for me as the Redskins <clears throat> and the Nationals are? No, but that's I think that's besides the point. I'm, I think I'm with you. Hey, uh, John, I know you, I know you got to get up early. You got that morning show that you run over there at 980. Um, John, we really appreciate yeah. you you joining us. You coming on talking caps. Um, we're gonna get into the draft, so you know it's gonna be Rich's hour. So we're gonna let Rich do the next half hour. Um, we appreciate it. Well, give me your, your prediction real quick here. Give me your prediction in the games. And I need your, like, uh, player of the series as well. Who's your Herbert Banker player of the series? <laughs> Herbert Banker. <laughs> you know what? With the with the way it's going to line up, the way playoff hockey is, I told you I thought the Kings have a really good top line in defense and not much else after that. Playoff hockey is all about matchups. Ovi's going to be covered with little Tang, defensive pairing. I could see Ovi and Backstrom being fairly quiet. Ovi's going to get his. I and mean, you look at his career, uh, 70-something playoff games, 70-something playoff points. I mean, it's a point-per-game player, assisted role. So he's going to get his. But I think a guy like Kuznetsov, who was fairly quiet in the first he round, was. really, who actually almost seemed a little little, little uh, lost at times, not mentally or anything, just couldn't get anything going. But the Flyers were gooning it up big time. And they were big because the Flyers are actually one of the few teams in the NHL that are bigger than the Caps. And they were gooning it up, and they were mucking up the ice and slowing it down. So it was just a different brand of hockey going to be much more up-tempo this series, and I think that's, that fits a guy like Kuznetsov's strength, and the guy's a genius on the ice he creates. I saw him live a couple times this year, and I couldn't take my eyes off him. Even when he didn't have to puck, he just, Easy. He, I almost feel like he's beyond it. And I almost feel like he's like better than his own teammates. Like yeah. They don't even know how to react to him. The guy is like, he's a genius out there on the ice. So I think a guy like Kuznetsov, where there's a weaker defensive pairing on him, the second and third pair of the Penguins is not, is not solid, it's not good. So I think you see him, or even a quiet guy on the third line, he keeps bouncing around between the third and fourth line. Uh, Burkowski could have a good series too because he had a bad first series as well. And I think the young, the young guys that aren't so big that can get kind of mucked up by the bigger goonery, yep. um, those guys can can shine in this series because it's going to be fast. It's going to be fast hockey. It's going to be a lot of. There'll be one goal games, but instead of being two nothing or two one like this first series, it's going to be four to three. Those uh, are overs, you know, maybe John. even some five to four games in there. You like the overs? I, what I, you saying, know what? John. I'm not a gam- I'm not a gambler. I think I be. like the overs in the series yes. totally. And like I said earlier, I think uh, you know I'm I'm biased clearly, but I think the Cats in six. I, I truly do believe in Barry Trotz in this team. The different. I, I like the way they're built, and they have a lot of depth. Um, they can score, and I like their defense. Wow. I think. Uh, I think Caps and six. <clears throat> Caps and six. Here's the last I question like I have. It. I have for you, John. And these two jerks can say uh, walk you out real quick. Here is Koozie or Chip Gaines. F Killer Mary. Ooh. I, Ooh. Well, there's only what two about there. Chip Gaines' wife? Uh, we're into Chip Gaines yeah, way Joanna more Gaines. than we're into his wife. By the way, sorry about that. She's pretty. Don't get me wrong, but I yeah, no, dudes. She, yeah, Chip Gaines, he's up there, man. I mean, who the I mean, hell the is Chip is, Gaines? Would, would you give Chip Gaines a wrister? Yeah. Dear Lord. I mean, well, if he, he may be exchanged for some repair work around my house. 
He's very handy, yeah. John. Very handy. All right, John, on that note, as everybody knows, we appreciate it. John, not Mechanics Phil. He needs no Twitter mm-hmm. followers. He's got plenty. Um, and if you At need... John DePompa, though, if you want to follow him. Yeah, don't you like oh, aren't you the more. DJ, too? Like, I know there's six people that listen to this yeah, podcast, d- yep. so give, us the, give that out, too. I'm DJ, I'm, in fact, I'm DJing Drab T-shirts wedding later this summer. Oh, my God. That's a great poll. I'm psyched. I'm psyched. I'm psyched to get Ter- I'm psyched to see Teresa Bishop doing the wobble. I'm really excited. All right, we're gonna need that Snapchat. All right, I appreciate you won't it, play. John. You won't play the whip and Nene out there. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no shame. I'll do anything upon request if it gets the crowd going. Nice. That's fantastic, John. DeBonco, All right, John. Get thanks to for sleep. joining us, brother. Here, John. Let me ask you one good, quick yeah. question, John. Me. I got a question for you. Oh, yep. dude, this is like the fifth last question. You, the guy wants to go to I bed, just, Jabby. Yeah, I hung up on him. That's what you do when you ask him a question, and then you just hang up on him and wait for the answer. Oh, did you? Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> and I really did miss it. Who Who is Chip Gaines? Am I the only one that Dude, he's know? on that show Flip or Flop or one, whatever it's upper called. Fixer Upper Ricky. Yeah, Fixer Upper. A fantastic I'm show. Sure. Just a the only one I know is the guy Jeff, your boy Jeff, the gay guy. That's oh, the Jeff that uh, Lewis? Oh, I love that guy. Now that, that, by the way, Yak, did you hear that? The gay guy. <laughs> that is a guy that I'd give a rest. Well, well, I just supposed to say the guy Jeff. He knew who I was when I described him. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all right. All right, uh, let's do some mock time. Are you guys ready to do the mock draft? You got which team do you want, Rich? I'm not. <laughs> this is your all segment. <laughs> Yak, you take the Jaguars. All right, okay, so we know. But... Let's be honest. The, the draft starts at three. My bolts are there. It's surprising that they're there. We both think Goff, right, 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 Jared Goff is going to go one. Um, I think it's just, it, my first thought is desperation, but it's L.A. At least they're moving into L.A. It's, it's a new franchise. I could totally th- see them, Yak, why they did it. It's a marketing ploy. Jeff Fisher's a loser. Honestly, it's just, it's, it screams desperation. But if you think that's desperate, Yak, you talked about it right when it happened. What the hell are the Eagles doing? Well, Number one, they're going to be trading their quarterback because he wants to get out of town. Um, and they're going to be taking uh, the kid from uh, North Dakota State. Carson. Yeah, Carson Wentz. Well, and I, again, and, and I, I agree with them? you. I agree with you on the uh, – it does seem – you know, you were talking about the work earlier uh, with regard to Dukes and JP fight, but – it, it did seem a little perfect that the you know the Rams moved us to, to back to L.A. and uh, now the kid from California uh, is going to probably be taken by them. But you know I I, I don't know I, I'll be honest with you. Like I said, I haven't paid to too much attention to this outside of the top two guys. I know the Redskins pick twenty first. Our boy John DePompa thinks they're going to trade down. You know I have no idea. Uh, I, I'm happy right now as a Redskins fan for what happened about four days ago. Right, with Josh Norman. Yeah, yes. and, and and quite honestly, if you really, I was thinking about this earlier. Have you, locally, of course, everybody's going to stroke it, you know, except for the haters. I haven't heard one negative uh, piece of commentary from pretty much anybody in the country. No, Sport, and that's when you know it's a hit. Well, he hasn't played a game. It's easy to say you got the best corner in the it's not your money it doesn't affect them in the draft they didn't give up any picks i mean really it fell into their lap almost kind of like nelson cruz did in the for the orioles rich in 14 but this guy is impact it really helps them i think towards this draft so they don't have to go out and maybe grasp for a corner yeah because there was a lot of talk at the beginning that maybe they take the, the kid eli apple from ohio state if he's there at 21 because there was that need for corner Chris Culliver coming off an ACL injury. So right now you've got Bashad Breeland. You've got uh, Quentin Dunbar coming back. 
I mean, there was a lot of questions, but now all of a sudden, now you've got Breland, you've got Josh Norman, you, you should have Chris Culliver back by training camp, and now all of a sudden, that 21 pick definitely does not have to be used on a corner, and now a lot of people are saying maybe safety, the kid from West Virginia, Carl Joseph, has been a target. Um, they're talking D-line. center, too. Yeah, I mean, they're talking center, and, and you know what? That wouldn't be out of McLuhan's... Um, you know, M.O., he loves to beef up the line. Of course, last year you saw him take Sheriff in the first round. So why wouldn't he want to take a guy like Ryan Kelly, who's probably going to be an all-pro center one day, um, to shore up the, uh, the position that I, I think Lichtensteiger is, uh, frankly, is too small to play well, in yeah. that system, I guess, yeah, the, yeah. The, the smash mouth system. You know E. Lichtensteiger. Just let's get him on the show, by the way, Yak. If you can try to pull uh, that, that would be great. Um, all right here, I'm looking at um, your boy Mike Mayock, who has an accent like uh, Valdez. It's a lisp. He has a lisp. Uh, <laughs> he's pretty close to Valdez. Uh, Jerron Reed out of Alabama. He's a defensive tackle. You can't go wrong. No, anytime, don't want him. Right? Don't want don't? any part of him. Okay. Nope. Well, I, what about the kid, the guy that really intrigues me, and cause, just because the Redskins will take a chance on anybody usually, and it usually works out, or you know, sometimes it doesn't, but Robert Minkinchi, Mintichi for out of Mississippi. The defensive yeah, but, got a lot of but everything know, that flags, I'm reading now, he's, Fulu, yeah, but everything, Fubar. yeah, but everything I'm reading says he's going to go in the top 15 now. He's a freak, and if Shocker. he didn't have those Shocker. off-field NFL players, the NFL teams that don't care about character. Well, isn't he the one? Well, I mean, well, he's smoking weed in a hotel and jumped out of a window and like hurt himself. <laughs> Who hasn't I mean, done that? On. For God's sake. Yeah, I mean, we've all done that. I, I did We're that yesterday. In the draft, yeah. So, no, he won't be there. I, I mean, I've heard Laquan Treadwell. Which could mean curtains for uh, Pierre Garcon at some point. I've heard Reggie Ragland, the inside linebacker from Alabama. Alabama players, by the way, are just everywhere. everywhere. Ragland, uh, Ryan Kelly, Jerron Reed, A. Sean Robinson, great name. I mean, all those guys are going to be in the top probably 15, 20 picks. It's ridiculous. That's so good. Well, who's the guy? I'm sure they're guys? not cheating, by the way. Who's Nick the guy Saban. for you guys in this draft? Because it really is, let's be honest, I think Eric said it. It's not the sexiest thing. Like, you don't know. I mean, the first two quarterbacks, you're going off the board. It's not like it's Luck and RG. Even in that draft, I mean, besides the Redskins being involved, you're kind of excited. My boys are picking at three, and I could care nothing. Like I said, I'm listening, I'm watching Caps. I'm watching Orioles, White Sox, if they get it in. You know what I mean? Like, there's many more things to me that's bigger than that. The, there's just no sexy things part of it. What guy do you, though, if it happened, what's the guy you want to see go to a certain team? Is it, is it for me, it's Ramsey. I guess I'm asking the question, leading the witnesses. I'm a big Ramsey guy. I want the Bulls to take him. They're going to blow it. Probably end up with the um, Ravens somehow at six. But um, is there anybody for you guys that you can see? I mean, are you excited about see where Elliott goes as the running back? Like you mentioned, Treadwell, the receiver, Rich. Is there anybody in this draft that you're really excited to see where they go? Me, I'm. I don't know about players, but I always like to keep an eye on the division. So I, I think we've already talked about Philly. It should be a foregone conclusion that they're going to take Wentz. Well, I guess that's if the Rams take Goff, which if they don't, that's a disaster. So I always like to keep an eye on the division. So obviously, I'll keep an eye on Dallas at four. And there's two. There's a guy that I don't want them to take, and that is Jalen Ramsey. If he's there, I don't want them to take him because I think he's an absolute stud, possibly the best player in the draft. And again, in a position that affects the game greatly at, at corner, um, I hope they take Bosa because I think he's gonna be a Buster Rooney. So I, I know there's people that were uh, mocking him to uh, Dallas at four, Bosa, yeah. um, or and Ezekiel Elliott. I don't want them to get Elliott too because I think with that line. 
um, getting carries. Of course, that's going to knock our boy Alfred Morris probably out of the rotation if they have um, McFadden and right. Elliott. Oh, I have no, that's a winner though. <laughs> oh, you that's have definitely the under, a winner. Right? You have the under. Yeah, I had the under 800 yards. Did he Yak- won't even. He won't sniff eight eight yards. Yeah. Do you know this wager that Rich will never pay? Do you know this wager that he's got with Cakes? No. What is it? Rich? Oh, I, Cake said that uh, Alfred Morris would go for over 800 yards, and your boy no. said no chance. I, is there I an like, caveat? Yeah, I like, an I like caveat. Rich's side on that one. Yeah, yeah. he's not going to run for 800 yards. Cake and again, if they take Elliott... Rich, where do you think the Redskins will... What, what round do you think they'll target a running back? I don't even know if they will. In the I mean, maybe late. I mean, well, they've got to. I mean, they've got to, but I mean... I don't know. Late rounds. I mean, because everyone's talking quarterback. Oh, when are they? They got to take a quarterback. They've got to take a quarterback. Uh, guys, uh, you got you got your boy Russell Mania, uh, Chris Russell, saying in the first three rounds they're going to take a quarterback. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, okay. Who's going to come back to? Camp? Who's coming to camp next year? Matt Jones and Chris Thompson. Yeah, because uh, Silas Red is suspended. So. I mean, I know the feelers are still out there on Pierre Thomas. I mean, they could always bring Thomas back at some Thomas. kind of veteran minimum. I mean, he he played well down I the know, stretch for them, and he played okay in the playoff game. I mean, come on, it's time. not. You can't depend on him. Right. What if but they shocked right. the world and and somehow just early up and got like Elliot? That'd be incredible. No, it'd be amazing. Here's, here's, here's my thing on this though. Side outside of Elliot, right? So outside the first round, you have Derrick Henry out of Alabama. Um, right. You got Kenneth Dixon as a Louisiana Tech. He was pretty actually really good at Louisiana Tech. Um, you start going down, and, and I like a kid at Arkansas, and he'll go later, but it's Alex Collins. I mean, I just know that based on fantasy and college football fantasy. Now, I know Arkansas ran the ball like crazy, but you start looking at some of these guys, though. I'm sorry, you guys. Looking at running backs now, how crazy is it? Five to even seven years ago, us fossils now, you look at it, you want a stud-wide receiver, a running back team nowadays, it's nothing. I mean, there, I mean, Tomlinson went, you know, what, three in the draft or whatever it was? He was traded for Michael Vick at his highest of his powers, for God's sakes. I mean, just think about what the running back has done in this league. It's That's why I can't believe how how much run this this Elliott kid is getting. I mean, a lot of these guys have him in the top five. And they're comparing and I'm to with Peterson. You. I, I think running backs are a dime a dozen in the NFL. Derrick Henry I mean, won the Heisman, correct? It, yeah, it's all about system. It's all about uh, who's blocking for you. And, I mean, look, look at look – at, uh, uh, the guy, who's our guy? We just went to Dallas. More uh, Alf. Alfred Morris. I mean, yeah. look at him. That was a system guy, and I liked Alf a lot, but uh, he was the uh, benefactor of uh, the Shanahan offense and a healthy RG three in 2012. I'm sorry, but that's what it was. That's my final answer on that. Yep. I mean, because well, his production went went to the pooper. Poopy times. Right. And, and, well, and I think what what jabby was just talking about if you look around just go around the league in general and and look at the running backs for for all these teams you're not finding guys that or top five top six picks i mean a lot of these guys were late round finds maybe maybe late first round round but also just later in in the draft itself you don't need to get now i know peterson was seven and that's you know he should have been a redskin but thank god we took laron landry i mean there's those guys like Adrian Peterson that were top 10, but a lot of times you can find guys like Arian Foster that weren't drafted, Ahmad Bradshaw not drafted. We just talked about Alfred Morris in the sixth round. You can find these guys late. I mean, I don't even, who, who led the league last year in rushing? Sure. I don't even know who led the league I last year in rushing. I can tell you who rushing. receivers were dope. I know that. 
You know what I mean? I can well, tell you the receivers. I, mean, I can tell you the quarterbacks that were silly. You know what I mean? You're right. It's in back in the day, it was almost like with running backs, you knew who was leading it. You had Marshall, you had you know Ladanian, you had your you know your guys that you knew. Well, just but just look oh. at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Look look at Carolina. Jonathan Stewart, who I think was a first round pick, but then you had was he a first? You know, rounder? for Denver, I think he was. Wow. I think he was like 28. That, unless well, unless I'm thinking of his number, but I thought he was a first rounder, early second. But I mean, and still, but then in Denver, yeah. you've got to, you've got to, you know, they're splitting between Ronnie Hillman. How I mean, guys that carries. were that's that that franchise well, has been splitting carries for years. <laughs> that's right. Well, and again, going back to Terrell Davis, I mean, yep. that that's the thing. You can find teams and that are successful that don't necessarily have that big time first round Heisman Trophy winning running back. Now the Saints tried to do it with Mark Ingram, and and I think you know I think he showed some flashes last year, but that failed miserably because he hasn't done anything. Mark he Ingram, Jack, no. isn't on poop. No, poop he's had, he had some touchdown stuff. All right, so we got to give equal time to equal air. We we are you know we're between the lines. We're between the lines. I don't know why we even pretend we're not. Um, Ravens at six. Yak, yeah. you're a big Joe Flacco guy. Rich, you mm-hmm. follow the team. You don't like them, but you follow them. You know a lot about them. At six. Yeah. It seems like they're targeting best player available. I don't think they did that last year. I think last year they went after a wide receiver. They targeted a wide receiver. They got a guy with the worst hairline, then drab T-shirt. I mean, it's just an awful, awful hairline. The guy's 20-something years old. He's got a terrible knee. They can't draft receivers. What do you think they will do, Rich, at six? And, Yak, the other question I guess I would have for you is what do you think? Do you think they need to help Joe Flack on the outside or actually protecting him? I, I think they have to go offensive line. I mean, you saw last year, and I mentioned it before the season started, that I wasn't excited with the running game. Justin Forsett was coming up on 30. Um, he did not have a good year. Ended up, of course, with a broken arm. But offensively, they couldn't protect Flacco. They couldn't run the football. Eugene Monroe's a train wreck. They, they lost probably uh, their best offensive lineman in free agency. So I, I think they have to go and get um, – the best offensive lineman left, which, you know, and looking at some of the mock drafts, you know, for real, forever it was Tunsil, number one, you know, at the time to Tennessee. And, of course, now that uh, the, the Rams are going to take a quarterback, your boys, Jabby, they've got that, that guy from Notre Dame slotted there. Stanley. Um, the offensive tackle, Ron Stanley. Yeah. And so now get the Ravens Stanley. may have – yeah, get that Stanley. The Ravens will have the pick between – um, I'm guessing Ronnie Stanley and uh, Laramie, nice name, Laramie. Did they just leave the J? Laramie Tunsil from Mississippi and, and, and Stanley from Notre Dame. So I, I think they have to go offensive offensive line. They, 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 have they do. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with it with the top offensive linemen. I mean, you're, you're saying that the Redskins might do the same thing for the second year in a row, but they are. I mean, I don't want to burst Lindsey AOK's bubble yeah, uh, or would. any of those I, other purple people eaters up there, but. Their offensive "quote unquote" weapons are embarrassingly bad, and they're old. Here's their projected starters: Steve Smith, 36; Justin off Forsett, Achilles, off Achilles. Yeah, there. Justin Forsett has had injuries. He's 30. Uh, you know, this Perryman is the youngest. I mean, he was a rookie last year, right? Correct. He didn't play one sec. He played as much yeah. as you and I did. Yeah. But they have apps. I mean, Flacco has nothing to work with. Nope. I mean, they are. Yeah, by the way, don't, don't forget Pitta, his best friend. He's got hips like 
you know, yeah. are definitely lying. He has hips of an 80-year-old man. Yes. No, they're a work in progress. Uh, you know, we've talked about this on different on our prior shows. Yeah. I mean, they they over. swung and missed on a lot of prior drafts. And this team... In Ozzy, we trust. Yeah, th- this team is still a season or two away. Seriously. Especially in a division that, yeah, do you think Pittsburgh's going to suck? No. Not, they continue. Cleveland, you know, I'm not saying Cincinnati. they're turning it around, but not, I'm looking That's actually my April my April 27th pick for the Super Bowl is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Wow. I like it. Yeah. But the Redskins will beat them on Monday Night Football to start the season. Believe that. <laughs> There'll be no Steeler fans in the FedEx, I bet, either. I might bet oh, you on that man. one. Oh, man. That's going to be a disaster. Right, Maybe like got, our Drew Brees some... RG3 bet. Can like you sneak one. in some uh, entertainment for us as, as we're closing out? I, I'm going to say this, and we're going to give our quick predictions. I think the the, the uh, skins trade out. Uh, I'm with the, our boy John DePomba. I think you guys stay up late. I don't think it matters. I think the Caps finish off a nice... 5-1 victory over the Penguins starting off. Oh, 5-1. So oh, yeah, oh, because five, it's an over 5. Don't think it's not. Um, that's what I'm thinking there. So I think and I think the Redskins trade back, and I think uh, I everybody's think... distraught. Like when, when uh, Spurrier did it to everybody, and they were flying people into FedEx. Oh, my God. They, they traded only three times. They had the, like, 11th pick. They passed on Ed Reed. Pretty good. They drafted, good job there. Do you remember who yeah, they drafted? they drafted Patrick Ramsey. Oh, man. Out of two lanes. the 32nd pick. Oh, Way to pass man. on uh, Ed Reed. Good, good, uh, good home. <laughs> hey, good scouts you got there in Nashville. But, no, I think that they will keep the pick oh, if wow. a guy that they want, like Carl Joseph, is there. Um, I think they've probably got, obviously, five, six targets. Reggie Ragland, Carl Joseph, Ryan Kelly. One of those guys is there. They'll make the selection. If they have a team that makes a great offer and Ryan Kelly is still on the board and they think that they can move a few a few picks back and still get Ryan Kelly, because let's be honest, I mean, the Cowboys took Travis Frederick a few years ago and everyone laughed at him. He's turned into an all-pro. Centers are traditionally not high draft picks, not first round, you know, maybe late first round, maybe like 20 to, to 28, somewhere in that neighborhood. So if they feel that they can uh, get a pretty good haul, uh, in a trade and go back and still get a guy like Ryan Kelly, I think that's what they'll do. But if you see Carl Joseph there um, and they desperately need safety help, because right now your safeties are uh, D'Angelo Hall, um, Duke Iannaccio is coming off two injuries in a row, um, and Kaishan Jarrett, he's probably not going to play 2016 because he, he weighs about as much as Jack right now. I mean, he's lost like 30 pounds in, in, in the offseason. He probably weighs 148 pounds, so... I don't think they can count on him at all, so I, I think they'd have to go safety. So if, if Joseph's there, that's the pick. If he's not, trade back. Yak? What were we talking about? <laughs> well, Chad, we were e. talking e. about e. E. Uh, Yak Bickle. All right. So no, I mean, just... I don't want to have any entertainment. I mean, I would say, uh, you know, if, if we're going to be closing out here, yeah. I, I did want to add something about the Nats. Okay, good. Which let's, is, let's close it out with the Nats. Yeah, which is Rich, that we'll, uh, we'll shelf your that they haven't beaten week. a team with a winning record. Yeah, you know, I know we bust each other's balls and it's back and forth. And Harper's good and Machado's good and, you know, it's all fun and games. Uh, but in, in all seriousness, uh, this team, the Nationals, could, could have a, a real reality check uh, here starting on Friday. Um, when when all these double A clubs that have been coming in to Nats Park and uh, who's coming in, to town Friday? Well, they're going out of town for about ten days. Well, they should. They've uh, been home forever, so they have three at St. Louis, three at Kansas City, and four at at the Cubs. Wow, you could play some real teams. So you got to get yeah, spring, and you know, spring training's and, and, over for the Nats. I see. Yeah, and and really outside of Harper and Daniel Murphy, nobody on that team is hitting. 
You know, Ramos is hitting, but Ramos, you know, he's got more problems with his family than Don't Charles Manson. How dare so, you? His <laughs> yeah, eyes, I mean, his eyes look good though. Yeah, I can tell you that in daily fantasy. Yeah, no, he had LASIK good. surgery. That's it's working out. He he's hitting over three hundred. Why was he uh, out tonight? Because he had a death in the family. Oh my god! He's been, he he's been out the last two nights. He's killing me. Oh. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I I I gotta say, I am a little concerned. I'm I'm gonna be curious to see how this next. Uh, week and a half on the road goes because they got some. It's murderers row. Yeah, playing some legit. Twenty, wow. twenty nine and fifty one. The combined record of the opponents so far of the Washington Nationals. Yeah, that's not good. And they just not, lost back to back to the Phillies. So yeah. big, and, and your boy Scherzer can't pitch his way out of a paper bag because he looks trifling. Yeah, wow. he does. I, don't know I tried that. to tell my brother that too. You know, people sleep on the fact that just because he had those two no hitters last year. He had an awful August. July and August. Yeah, his August was pathetic. Oh, dude, he uh, basically... I mean, he's no Jake Arrieta. Uh, the timing could not have been worse. It was, it, was, Thanks, it was when the Mets were coming on, and he did finish strong in September, but it was over by then. And, you know, this start, his first four or five games have been nothing to write home about. Yak, I'm looking at the standings now, and again, this is right now as we're recording late night on a Wednesday night before the Cap series starts on Thursday. You'll be listening to this hopefully on Thursday, but when you wake up and not listen to this show, the Washington Nationals are 14-6, and six, and right behind them right now, only a game back is those New York Mets. The New York Testy Mets. Now, the They're Mets on are beating sixth... up on Cincinnati. They're beating up on some teams, but... But you got to win those games. I mean, right. that, I'd say the same thing about the prior three weeks with the Nationals. And, you know, the Mets, I'm looking right now, they've won six games in a row. And just to so. be fair, I'm talking about our birds who got off to a hot 7-0 and start. They are now evening out to basically what I think they're probably going to be. But they're 12-8. and They got a nice big win, actually, over... Um, you know, Tampa. Over Tampa Bay. J- uh, Tillman, you know, showed up, actually, and it's great. Um, coming home. I told Dave, really did I not give A-Wad the best advice tonight or you this did. morning? You were all over it at before six. It's got to be after 7 a.m. for boy, your boy to see it, but yes. I'm with you. Jake Arrieta. That, bet the money line. <laughs> the national. And speaking of Jake Arrieta, that game was rained out, but tomorrow he's going to pitch against Milwaukee, and I'm going to give everybody a little bit of research here. Take Milwaukee. You don't look at the line, just do it, because that's going to be the biggest spread you're going to see in a long time, by the way. I've never seen a bigger spread than that. Yak at minus 350, that's just, that's that's astronomical, especially in baseball when, you know, there's a hundred billion games. Um, Rich, are you feeling okay about our birds as we as we close out? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like when their offense struggled the way they did against Tampa Bay and it's a good pitching, I, it brother. just, yeah, I, I, and then surprisingly I've watched like every single game this year, at least most parts of all of them. And, what else are you going to do? No, I know, but traditionally I don't start getting into until like mid-season because let's be honest, 162 games, come on, you can watch all of them like you and not get and not get invited to any of them, by the way. Yeah, that's fine. But I don't know, I just feel like if they're not hitting home runs or if they're not, you know, that Machado, Davis, Jones, Trumbo lineup, and let's be honest, Manny has, I mean, he was batting 407 about three days ago. He's batting like 320 right now. Yeah. So he's he's in a little bit of a slide. Davis at one point him? was down to like 192. Yeah, no, what I'm saying is that the bats have just have gone completely It's called cold. pitching. It's called good pitching. But you know what? But you and I talked about this. I said it looks like they're paying Davis $190 million to bat, you know, 200 and hit 80 home runs. That's it. Because that's, that's what they're going to get. But, you know, and Adam Jones hasn't been healthy. He's always got something he's dealing with, but you know, as long as Joey Rickard stays hot, Rickard. and I think Scope will come around, Hardy will come around, 
Uh, all these guys will start hitting. They're not going to stay quiet forever. So, you know, I don't know if they're going to. I don't know if they're going to win 92 games, like you said. But yeah, yeah. I know it's crazy. Um, yeah, looking at all the division leaders at this point: Baltimore, White Sox, Seattle, mm-hmm. Nats, Cubs, Dodgers. As we close yes. it out, and we really are just closing out, and people that are wanting to just turn this off. Who out of those teams? Who has the most staying power? Who has the most non-staying power at the top? Um, Baltimore. I like the Cubs yep. a lot. Yep. Um, they are legit. They got good pitching. Great man. Uh, yeah, the the boy from Boston that went over there has done a hell of a job. Uh, what's what's his name? Epstein. Epstein, Theo, Theo Epstein, that was but from the manager uh, Joe Madden. And real quick on managers, yeah. real quick, and I know yeah. Rich loves him too. Your boy Dusty, mm-hmm. I think he's actually the biggest like godsend for your boys. I really, really think he's a huge factor. You know how much I love managers. I just think it's yeah. for baseball. But can he not wear wristbands with his picture on it? Just stop. I, I don't. That doesn't bother me because oh I, I really like the guy too. I do and too. Seems, the pick doesn't to have bother a me, but... effect on the team. And is he sweating I just think... that much? Yeah, Matt Williams. It just—it was too much walking on eggshells around him. But no, I, I like the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to go go away anywhere. I think Pittsburgh is going to have to battle out with St. Louis yep. and you know possibly win a, a wild card spot. I really haven't been able to pay attention to the Dodgers or the Giants in the West Coast, but you know the Nationals. It's going to come down to guys like Rendon and. Uh, uh, I'm going to mention guys that aren't hitting. Rendon, some ancillary and, guys. Yeah, Zimmerman and staying healthy. Um, they could win that division. I don't think that that's you know. I mean, I don't think the Mets are like world beaters. No. And the way the Nats have pitched so far, if you can get if you can get four out of your five guys to pitch like that, and the fifth guy is back, freaking Scherzer, Scherzer, who should come around, <laughs> you should be okay. Yeah. By the way, Jabby, you think we could use Dexter Fowler's 368 batting average right now? Based on the conversation I had with somebody today, I'm glad we don't have Dexter Fowler. That's an off-air is he thing, a, but is he, a bit of, is he a bit of a dick? Let's just say his better half is a bit of a pain in the ass. I'll just I'll just leave it there. Rich, well, she, fit right in and, she fit right in in that city then. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but if you guys can... You guys, I mean, I don't know. Your pitching, I don't think, has been as bad as you thought it was going to be. Um, well, with Tampa. That's why I said. I said this week yeah, you know, against Tampa, we give, we had some great quality starts. We didn't win those you games. You got the offense. I mean, if you could go out and score uh, five or six runs. Yeah, the birds are on the opposite of you, Yak. They they go 13-16 at home at Camden Yards. Friendly confines at Camden Yards. Your boy will be out there not inviting Rich for at least five of those. So we'll be, we'll be definitely. Oh, that's, that, there's, you know what? There's no doubt about that. None. <laughs> Get the random text every once in a while. Headed to the yard tonight. Yeah, thanks for the invite. That's a selfie, usually. Yeah, usually. You in front of the Ripken sta- <laughs> statue. Brooks Robinson. With Ripken. All right, yeah, so you want to get out of here? Yeah, yeah, let's get out of here. You know what? I'm going to go watch this Warriors game minus Steph Curry is what I'm going to do. Sean Livingston, Daily Fantasy. Get on. We'll living, living, Sean Livingston? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good knees. I know that. So. All right, so we'll get out of here. For Yak, Jabby, check it out. Baltimore Sports Report. Go to uh, follow it on iTunes or listen to it on iTunes. And, of course, if you want to listen to the Junks tomorrow, I'm sure you'll hear John here. John calling and talk about the Caps game. And maybe your boy will call in about the NFL draft because he's going to be hyping oh. up Carl Joseph. That's me. How about me. you hype up us? How about you talk about us a little bit? I try to get us on sometimes, but sometimes they don't let us talk about it. So. So many especially, rich. there's yeah. so many rich from laurels that's not especially easy. CK Chris Kynard. He doesn't like he doesn't get sized when we talk hey. about funny unfunny hey. fat Danny. 
I got one last question. Yeah. His last question is hanging up. I so. love that. All right. Throw Yak, Jabby, Rich, between the lines. Thanks, John DePompo. Add John DePompo. We'll see you later between the lines. All right, Rick. See ya. That was pretty good. It was damn.